The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, DBXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning, and a lot of talk about eggs and things in the chat here. I, I, do ha I will have pictures of the chicken coop once it's done, completely. Like, completely. Uh, it's pretty much there. We put the chickens in there yesterday. And uh, so it needs a little trim on the painting. And my wife's got a little special thing she's going to do on there, too. So as soon as that's done, I'll bring you some pictures of the chicken coop. <laughs> it's been fun, though. It's been fun to get out of this, the drudgery of everyday stuff that I do and get out there and actually build something like that. It's been a while since I've done that, so it's been good. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. 
sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to check out sonsoflibertymedia.com, please do so. And then also scroll down. You can catch the video portion of the radio show on the right side of the page. That's right. You can see the face made for radio. You can enlarge it. You can jump on the platform that we're on and jump in the chat with a lot of like-minded people. If you agree with our message, you can do that. And we appreciate all the support that uh, that they give us each morning. I, I tell you, I really mean it when I say this is probably the highlight of my day that I get to somewhat interact with those who come in every morning. I mean, you're faithful to be here every morning. It's like it's like having church here. <laughs> it really is. And uh, and it's it's one of the highlights of my day. So I appreciate your support each morning, you guys. Uh, tuning in to the show, as well as those who are on Red State Talk Radio. We really appreciate you guys as well. Sorry we don't have the phone lines open. I haven't heard anything just yet from Scott on that. But again, you can check us out live on sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you go right above where we're streaming live, that's Bradley's show from yesterday. And then also, he'll be live at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. You can scroll out above that and enter for our email newsletter. Put your email in there. Um, we don't spam you. We don't rent your email out. We don't sell your email to people. You just get an, one email from us a day. That's it. And that includes the morning show. So the, the, the video portion, the podcast, and also all of the things that we're going to talk about. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that I'm going to tie in together today. Um, that'll be all linked into one place in an archive. You say, hey, where can I find out more about this? It's all going to be there. So that'll, that'll be, and if there's something that I miss, then obviously you can do your own homework. Uh, I can't do everything for you, but I can get you started on it, okay? Um, <clears throat> also, if you'd like to help us out, we don't ask for money, but we let you know our needs. And if you're able to and you want to, you can click the donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com, give a one-time donation. You can also become a partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty and help support the ministry that way, as well as our store, which has a lot of product for um equipping you for the work of ministry in the sphere of influence God has you in, as well as great conversation starters with things like T-shirts, coffee mugs, water bottles, hats, stuff like that. All right. So that's the spiel of everything that we're doing there and uh, and how you how you're a part of that. And many of you pray for us each day. Thank you for that as well, um, because God knows without the people of God praying for us, um, it would be much more difficult than it already is. Now, with that said, there's some news that came out yesterday, and I thought this is really a good place to make some good points, some spiritual points about where we're at as a society, what we look to as far as who are people in leadership, and this doesn't apply just in the in a civil sphere, doesn't just apply in a, in a work relationship, it doesn't just apply in the church. But even down to the families, um, all all kinds of things. Okay, and it's largely to do with us guys. So anything I'm going to be directing will be directing at us, uh, the 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 other gender. <laughs> okay, there's two genders, male and female, and I'm direct. I'll be directing most of this at us guys. Okay, at us fellas. But there was some there was some news out yesterday, and I I just some of it is so hypocritical here. It isn't even funny. Now, let me say this at the outset. The Bible's clear that God hates divorce. He hates it. 
And yet we see that God issued a writ of divorce for Israel. Okay. And that he carried that, that final punishment out for her adulteries in the book of Revelation. That's what you're reading there. You're also reading it in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. That's the carrying out. That's the fulfillment that he said would be coming upon them. It's part of the curses, Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26. Okay? That's, that's what's going on. So there's not a rejoicing in me over somebody's marriage falling apart. Is, there's just not. Okay? There's really not. But this is what came out yesterday. Bill Gates takes a very personal issue. Him and his wife, right? Their marriage. And he goes and makes it this worldwide thing by going on, on Twitter to proclaim the dissolving of their marriage. Here's what he says. After a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we have raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world and enable all people to lead healthy, productive lives. Oh, and kill them too. We, we're not telling you that part, but I'm going to tell you that in just a little bit. We continue to share a belief in that mission and we'll continue our work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives because they don't have God. That's why. They don't have God in their life. So they see no hope. They see no no difference in doing all this stuff. Then he does this. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life. Now, he just went on Twitter and told you about this, but please give us space and privacy. <laughs> I mean, can it be more hypocritical than that? Now, why is why is why am I taking this as an example? This is you're saying it's a private thing. Yeah, it, it basically is for their family to deal with, but it has implications. Okay, and most people in most people's marriage in the culture in the society, it would have some major implications for that society. Okay, uh, major implications for that community that they're in. With Bill and Melinda Gates, you're probably not going to have the same kind of effects there. However, what I want you to keep in mind is this. This is the same man that goes on and tells you how he has invested $10 billion in vaccines. He cares about people's health so much that he wants to reduce the population through vaccines. Okay, Reduce it, not increase it not expand life. He wants to reduce the population. His wife has been one that said, oh yeah, by the way, we'll take the same approach that Planned Parenthood did. We want the blacks to get the vaccine first. That's the true racism right there. Okay, Same thing. By the way, that $10 billion that he invested, he got through stolen money from you people around the world, Americans, Europeans, all over the world, your government stole your money through taxation and then gave it to Gavi, which is Bill Gates' deal. And that's what he's invested. And he's got a 20 to 1 return on it. Yeah, I said the same thing. I wonder if Melinda finally woke up and saw what a control freak and psychopath she had married. But then 
I can't say that she's much different uh, from some of the stuff I've heard come out of her mouth as well. So two peas in a pod, as it were. This is the guy, though, who wants everyone on the planet to take his poisonous jabs, injections. Okay? This is a man who, when confronted about the side effects, the adverse side effects of those jabs, didn't even want to touch that. Tried to scurry away from it. Didn't want to answer for it. None of that. He, he, he just didn't want to take any responsibility for that at all. And now his marriage is dissolved. Okay? That's one thing. And we've got several articles. I'll have several of these things up so you can see it yourself. Okay? Speaking of the eugenics deal, you guys remember when um, it came out about Jeffrey Epstein? And that he was supposed to be into philanthropy. All these guys are philanthropists. George Soros, they're a philanthropist. Bill Gates, he's a philanthropist. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein is a philanthropist. All these people that, that get into the philanthropy, it, it's amazing to me. The majority of them are humanists. Okay? And they're not interested in helping mankind at all. They're interested in playing God. And uh, so we've had... Jeffrey Epstein is ties with uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates has flown on the Lolita Express. We know that. He's part of the eugenics movement, following in the footsteps of his daddy who was heading up Planned Parenthood. This is the Bill Gates that we're talking about. Okay? Now, there's more to it than that. The vaccine has been at the forefront of what's gone on in the Gates dynasty, if you will. This guy thinks he can also take care of the sun. You know, global warning. He can use the, the climate change hoax in the same way that he has used the COVID hoax. And it is a hoax. And I, what I mean by that, I'm not saying people don't get sick and things. That's not what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm saying here. This thing has been blown way out of proportion of what it actually is in order to push people to the vaccines and control over what they do. That's what it's for. It's a scam. It's fraud. And since a lot of people have lost their lives... There's a lot of people living right now in power who've had power over this who should be losing their life. I don't make it. I didn't stutter. I didn't stutter. You heard exactly what I said. There's a lot of people that need to be brought to justice, not to prison, to justice. All right. But here's Gates. Not only does he want you to take a poisonous jab, thinking that that will provide this protection over the earth. At least that's what he's t they're telling you. Protection to all the people. He wants to use the climate change issue to block out the sun. Story after story after story we've got at sonsoflibertymedia.com. He wants to spray particles into the atmosphere to dim the sun. Right? We've got one nation, at least, put a stop to it. Um, 
said, we're not going to have any part of this. And here he is paying people like Harvard to help with that. He wants to spray millions of tons of chalk into the atmosphere starting as early as June. How many of you guys at, how many of you guys elected Bill Bill Gates? Huh? How many of you guys have him as your representative or your doctor? Yeah, nobody does, do they? Since when does he get to spray our air with chalk? For that matter, the chemtrails that are being sprayed. Where did we authorize our government to do that to us? We didn't. We didn't. There's more. Speaking of those vaccines, old Gates is on, he's on board with using GMO mosquitoes to administer vaccines, bypassing informed consent. In other words, hey, let's release some mosquitoes out there. It'll have the, the vaccine in it or whatever, the poison that's in the jab. And people will get it, and we don't have to worry about them saying yes or no, refusing, or any of this other stuff. I mean, you're talking about utter creepiness to go and do this to people. But it's worse than that. It's worse than that. Um, I had another one here, and I told you about it the other day, and that is that Florida is already set to release GMO mosquitoes. Ain't like they don't have a big enough problem with mosquitoes and love bugs down there in the first place. And again, I, <laughs> my friend Carmen was with Lee County Sheriff, and they his whole department was controlling mosquitoes. Okay? But let's release some mosquitoes out there. Maybe we'll get some vaxes in on that, and that's a few million dollars from my pocket. I guess that's what, what old Bill thinks about it. He's a creepy dude, okay? And it's not just that. Let's, let's, go, let's go a little further. He wants to use the climate change hoax to change every aspect of economy in the same manner he did with the coronavirus hoax. Now, this was the one that got me in trouble with Facebook last time. Another 30-day ban after I'd already done it. And they said, me putting this out was dangerous. I was giving out dangerous information. Forget the fact this guy wants to spray chalk in the air. Forget that he wants to feed you fake meat, lab meat, whatever that is. I don't, I don't even know what that is. It's not real meat. Okay. Pink slime. Think that. He's buying up farmland. I'm going to get to that in a second. He's not a farmer. He's not a doctor. But Tim Brown putting out an article that talks about him using hoaxes and lies to advance himself and to control the people. T telling people that, that's dangerous. Now, the danger is what this man is doing, what he's being allowed to do, and those who are covering for him who want to silence the truth. That's what's dangerous. And keep in mind, this is a man who cannot keep his family together. He can't even control the most intimate, personal relationship 
he has on the planet. He can't even keep that intact. But he's trying to control everything else in the world. Now, this is a guy who's also been on national television. And he's talked about those who are, quote-unquote, anti-vaxxers. I want you to listen to what he had to say. Sanjay Gupta, MD, CNN, Saturday and Sunday morning, 7.30 Eastern. They're doing it now. Uh, $10 billion over the next 10 years uh, to make it the year of the vaccines. What does that mean exactly? Well, over this decade, uh, we believe unbelievable progress can be made, both inventing new vaccines and making sure they get out to all the children who need them. Uh, We could cut the number of children who die every year from about 9 million to half of that uh, if we have success on it. And the, the benefits there in terms of reducing sickness, reducing the population growth, it really allows a society a chance to take care of itself uh, once you've made that intervention. There's been a lot of scrutiny of vaccines recently, specifically childhood vaccines. There's been a lot of news about, is there a connection with autism, for example? What, what do you make of all that? Dr. Wakefield wrote a paper about this saying that he thought there was a connection. And uh, people, there was lower vaccination rates as a result for a period of time in Britain than the United States. What are your thoughts? Well, Dr. Wakefield uh, has been shown, used absolutely fraudulent data. He had a financial interest in some lawsuits. He created a fake, fake paper. The journal allowed it to run. He is lying through his teeth. All the other studies were done, showed no connection whatsoever again and again and again. Uh, and so it's an absolute lie that has killed thousands of kids because the mothers who- It hasn't killed lie, any kids. Many of them didn't have their kids take either pertussis or measles vaccine, and their children are dead today. And so, you know, the people who go and engage in those anti-vaccine efforts, you know, they, they kill children. It's a, a, a very sad thing because these vaccines are important. They're important because I have a financial investment. See, he didn't say anything about that there. He didn't say anything about his financial investment in vaccines. But he told you that people like me, who would tell you the dangers of vaccines, he told you that people like Kate Shimarani or Dr. Kevin Corbett or Dr. Andrew Kaufman or Dr. Thomas Cowan or Dr. Sherry Tenpenny or whoever it is, Dr. Kerry Midday, who would point out the fact, the facts of what vaccines do, who would play, people like me, who would play you the godfather of vaccines, who would tell you what's in them. People like me or Ben Swan, who would come out and show you there is, there were studies that were done that tied vaccines to autism. Bill Gates is a liar. He is a liar. He lies for profit. Everybody knows that and how he did his thing with Windows, Microsoft. If you can remember the story there between him and Jobs. This guy is a liar and he's a deceiver, just like his daddy. Okay? And yet, he wants to control the environment. He wants to control your body by putting these vaccines in there. Oh, he's telling you, oh, if these pe- all these kids are dead. All these kids are dead because somebody didn't get their vaccines. Somebody didn't get their vaccines. What drives him? What drives Bill Gates in all of this? 
Jesus said you'll either serve God or you'll serve mammon, money. You'll love one or you'll hate the other. All right? What's driving him? Here it is, out of his own mouth. Okay? We're here today with Bill Gates, a lot to talk about, about what he's been working on. And, and Mr. Gates, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about your approach to vaccinations. You wrote something recently, and, and like you always do, you kind of looked at the problem from a scientific and business perspective on things. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that. And it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? Well, it's pretty impressive that when you take these vaccines, uh, get them to be very inexpensive by making big volume commitments, have that right relationship with the private sector, uh, get the delivery system so they're really getting the coverage out there, you literally save millions of lives. And 20 years ago when we created these new multilateral organizations, Gavi for the vaccines, uh, Global Fund uh, for HIV, uh, TB and malaria, we didn't know they'd be successful. They've gone through lots of challenges about making sure the money gets there, making sure the efficiency is right. But as we look at upcoming replenishments for those, and we've got so much distraction uh, politically that the international uh, needs like this could uh, get eclipsed if we're not careful, you know, we see a, a phenomenal track record. It's been $100 billion overall that the world's put in. Our foundation uh, is a bit more than 10 billion, uh, but we feel there's been over a 20 to one return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. The human benefit uh, in millions of lives saved. So, you know, we're here with a pretty strong message that uh, although all these other issues are very important, let's not forget about the great success in global health and maintaining that commitment. I think the numbers that you ran through were if you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. You know, helping young children live, uh, get the right nutrition, uh, contribute to their countries, that has a payback that goes beyond any typical financial return. Right. Um, Scott Gottlieb, the FDA commissioner. All right. So you, you hear how he tries to couch it as, oh, I really care about the children. Uh, I love the children. It's about the children. It's about the society, blah, 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 blah. And then you get this. Let's talk a little bit about what the Gates Foundation is doing. First of all, how much information you're getting, where you're getting that information, because I, I get the feeling you probably know more than just about any place else. You've agreed that you're going to spend more than $100 million on this. Where, where is that money being spent? What do you think is most hopeful and in, in what might help us in this situation? Well, the areas uh, that we have the, the deepest expertise in is how you do testing, uh, how you find drugs uh, that will save lives, and how you get a, a vaccine uh, that making, you know, $7 billion, uh, of those is is going to be a an incredible challenge and so you know we've taken our normal work you know on polio eradication or some of our hiv tb work and we've had to redirect that uh to making sure we understand which of the therapeutics really are promising with actual data uh picking which of the many vaccine efforts it's worth putting a lot of money behind and building that manufacturing in parallel with the uh, safety and efficacy work, which is very difficult to do 
you know, probably will take about 18 months uh, to, before we can get uh, to a significant level. So therapeutics could come a lot sooner. Things like manufactured antibodies or using the blood of recovered uh, patients in order to help treat people who are just getting sick. Those, uh, there's enough of them that in aggregate, I'd say it's very likely we'll have uh, those interventions in the four to six month time frame. But how much that'll cut the death rate and these overloads, uh, you know, is still a bit uncertain. Uh, that comes quicker than the large scale vaccine availability. You're thinking 18 months, even with all the work that you've already done to this point and the planning that you are taking with lots of different potential now listen to what uh, he's going to say here. and building up for that now. All this care for the yeah, children so the, and stuff. There's an approach called the RNA vaccine that people like Moderna, CureVac uh, and others are using to kill that, people. By the in way, in 2015, we'd identified that as very promising uh for pandemics and for uh, other applications as well. And so if everything goes perfectly uh, with the RNA approach, we could actually beat the 18 months. We don't want to create unrealistic expectations. The efficacy of vaccines in older people is always a huge challenge. You know, it turns out the flu vaccine uh, isn't that effective in elderly people. Most of the benefit comes from younger people not uh, spreading it because they're vaccinated, and that, that benefits on a community basis, the elderly. Here, we clearly need a vaccine that works in the upper age range because they're uh, most at, at risk of that. Clearly, and they don't. Doing that so that you amp it up so it works in older people, and yet you don't have side effects. <laughs> you know, if we have you know, one in 10,000 uh, side effects, that's you know, way more, 700,000 uh, you know, people who will suffer from that. So really understanding the safety at gigantic scale across all age ranges. You okay. know, pregnant, I, that's male, the point there female. that I want to make. Okay, that's the point I want to make. 700,000, <laughs> that's almost a million people. I mean, I'm going to give it closer to the, it's leaning more on that side than it is anything else. Now, listen, if you have listened to Dell Bigtree's latest thing on the high wire, and we had Dell Bigtree on, I don't know, several last month or something, I think it was. But Dell was out talking about the VAERS report, and we've had several reports out on that. I think now it's way past 3,000 that have been reported dead in four months following the COVID jab. It's close to 4,000 in America, okay? It's probably closer now um, to 100,000 who've been reported with adverse side effects. And the thing that Dell was pointing out was when Harvard was hired, given a million dollars okay, of your tax money to investigate whether or not theirs was actually getting in all the data so everybody knew. You know what they found out? They found out about 1% of deaths and adverse side effects from vaccines were reported. 1%. That was in 2016, okay? So Dell and his crew went through the numbers that are given now, and they're finding out the same things going on, which means, literally, we could be looking at 400,000 people, upwards of, over 300,000 at least, who have died 
in the past four months following the COVID experimental jabs that this guy is talking about. Not side effects, dead. The side effects would be exponentially more. And this guy's for it. If we just do a good job with this, we can reduce the population. You remember he did add that in there just a minute ago in the thing where he was attacking anti-vaxxers. But the question is, Bill, who's really killing, who's really killing children? Is it anti-vaxxers? Nope. Turns out, in fact, in this report here, it deals with the issue of autism. And this is from Dr. William Thompson. Uh, you can watch the video. I'm not going to take time to, to play it, but it, it is in this article. This article will be on in the archive. It's called, When It Comes to Vaccines, Who's Really Killing Children, Bill Gates? All right? That'll be at sonslibertymedia.com. You can watch this report, too, The Ties of Vaccines and Autism. It does exist. And it isn't just Dr. Wakefield who found that out. Bill Gates is slandering somebody who is exposing his lies. There was also a report that had come out where Bill Gates' DTP vaccine killed 10 times more African girls than the disease itself. Bill Gates, Vaccine Alliance, Gavi, and WHO pushed the vaccines on unsuspecting African mothers and their babies. And the study's here so you can see it for yourself. And this is a guy who can't hold his family together. Keep that in mind. It's a guy who can't hold his family together. There's another video, and again, I'm not going to have time to play everything here. Just give you kind of a flavor of stuff. There's another video here. It's a documentary of his ruthless, money-hungry pursuit of vaccines. This guy is obsessed with control. He wants to control the atmosphere. He wants to control your body. In more ways than one, not just with the vaccine, okay? Not just with the vaccine. Wanting to curb that. Here's another one. He's wanting to end livestock production and push lab-grown meat. Again, I, I, I don't know what that is. Lab-grown meat. That's what he wants you to have. Okay? Lab-grown meat and end... Livestock production. Now, if you go to the scriptures, what you'll see is when you get when you give a tithe, when a tithe was given, it wasn't Ben Franklin's and Abraham Lincoln's and George Washington's that were divvied out paper money. It wasn't even really gold and silver, although some people gave in some money. Okay. You gave of the first fruits that you had, whether it was your produce that you brought forth from the ground. Or whether it was the first of the be, first and best of your livestock that you brought uh, from the herd, that's what your tithe was that you brought to the Lord. Same thing carried over into the New Testament when it talked about the fact that you're caring for your pastor, you're caring for the sick and such. You're bringing of your abundance of what God has given you so that you can help take care of others. 
He wants to go against that. No, no, no. You don't need any of that livestock stuff anymore. Don't worry. We're going to get uh, <clears throat> Dr. Jekyll over here to, to mix up some uh, lab-grown meat for you. Okay? We're going to get Dr. Jekyll to, to mix up some, some lab meat here. That'll, that'll be nutritious for you. Right? And then he's palling around with people like Jeffrey Epstein and others, Anthony Fauci, all criminals. And that's who he's with. But it's worse. He doesn't just want to end that. We're told that he is now the U.S.'s biggest farmland owner. He's wanting to control the land. There's uh, Bill Melinda. I guess Melinda's just going to be scratched out over here somewhere. It's just going to be Bill, Farmer Bill. He doesn't even farm. He's not a doctor. He doesn't farm. He's not even a software programmer. I mean, anyway. This comes from the New York Post, February this year. Last year, Eric O'Keefe was researching a mysterious recent purchase of 14,500 acres of prime Washington state farmland. His magazine, The Land Report, tracks major land transactions and produces, and, uh, excuse me, produces an annual list of the 100 biggest U.S. landowners. Sales of more than 1,000 acres are blue moon events, O'Keefe noted. So this one stood out. In eastern Washington, <coughs> excuse me, has some of the richest, most expensive farmland in the country. But the purchaser of record was a small, obscure company in Louisiana. That immediately set off alarm bells, O'Keefe says. He assigned his research team to dig a little deeper, so they came up with the answer. The Louisiana company was acting on behalf of Cascade Investment, LLC, the secret investment firm that manages most of the huge fortune belonging to Bill Gates. 242,000 acres of American farmland is owned by Bill Gates. That's out of the New York Post. Over here at The Guardian, Nick Estes writes, uh, Gates has been buying land like it's going out of style. He now owns more farmland than my entire Native American nation. In 2018, he, pur he purchased 14,500 acres of prime eastern Washington farmland that's in the same area here, which is traditional Yakima territory for $171 million. It's got a total of 242000 as I said, with more than $690 million worth of assets on that land as well. This is Bill Gates. Yeah, talk about a control freak. This guy wants to do it. He wants to control what you eat. He wants to shut down any ability that people have to produce their own food and be self-sufficient. He wants to follow in the footsteps of his daddy to eliminate population. And he has said it. These fact checkers that come on, I'm telling you what, it's amazing to me that they, that they can look themselves in the mirror. The man has said it over and over and over again about reducing the population. And yet, he wants to control all of this to control you, to keep you safe, to keep you healthy, to keep you alive, whatever, the case, whatever he's talking about. And he can't control his family.
He can't keep his family together. Let's throw in this little tidbit, too. Never could get rid of that blue screen of death on his computer, but he wants to stop vaccines in your body, or he wants to start viruses in your body. Couldn't get rid of the malware problems out of his software, but he thinks he can control viruses in your body. The height of arrogance. The height of wanting to be like God. That's the mindset of this guy. And yet, can't keep his family together. You say, well, why are you, why are you bringing this up? This doesn't have anything to do with it. It does and it doesn't. You see, one man's sins don't just affect him. They affect everyone, including those who are closest to him. You get that? One man's sins does not stay just with him. In fact, we read over in when we're in Exodus 20, we read in the third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And we're told in the second commandment that we're not to make any carved image of any likeness of anything in heaven above or in that is in the waters or that is in the earth below or that is in the waters underneath. We're not to bow down to them, to serve them. For the Lord our God is a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate him. Bill Bill Gates comes in a line. His father was head of Planned Parenthood, murdering innocent babies, American babies. Bill is following in his daddy's footsteps, and he's going to receive the same judgment his daddy did if he's unrepentant because he hates God. If you didn't see his hatred of God and what he's doing with all of this stuff and going against the image of God and going against how God has laid out things both in the world, specifically in the atmosphere. By the way, let me just throw this in there. All these people worried about the world ending in 10 or 12 years or how many it was that AOC rattled off and Al Gore has said, the the Bible speaks against that stuff. The earth abideth forever. (laughs) It's, It's that simple. You're not going to destroy the earth. You're not going to do it. Okay? So that fear-mongering needs to go right out the window with what God has said. It abideth forever. But let me give you a couple of things. The Bible lays out about those who should lead, especially in the church. But it does that in order that they be an example to the rest of us. Okay? In fact, I often take and hold this up, even in the political sphere. And and you get these... Forgive me here. You get these knuckleheads. That's what I'm going to call them. Okay? It means hardhead. Okay? Who say, well, we don't elect a pastor in chief. And they're talking about the president. We just got to elect the lesser of two evils. Christians say this. The le- we have to elect the lesser of... Of two evils. Where in the world do you get such a mindset? You don't get it from Scripture. Okay? You don't get it from Scripture. I agree. David's saying the church has been a poor example. It has. As of late. 
and yet it's still the church, and we still have to call her to repentance. And here's the thing. God has given us something about those who would lead in the church or have an authority in the church. Okay? Let me give you a couple of passages here. I mentioned this the other day, and somebody asked where they could find this. This is, this is one of them. 1 Timothy chapter 3. A bishop. Now, this is an overseer. And yes, bishop is not a Roman Catholic word. It's a, it's a biblical word. It's a translation of it. Probably is best understood as an overseer. Here's what, here's what Paul says. He says, if a man desires that office of a bishop, he desires a good work. It's a good work. It's not, a, it's not an evil thing. It's not a bad thing. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy, a filthy lucre, that's money, <laughs> but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection for all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he care for the church of God? He can't be a novice. He doesn't need to be a new convert to Christianity. Lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, outside the church. Lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. And he goes on and he talks about those who are deacons. And they have a similar kind of thing. It's almost identical in their character. It's all about their character. It isn't about whether they're good businessmen. Um, it isn't about you know whether they got some kind of awards or any in these kind. It's about their character. And where's that character demonstrated in their own homes? I can guarantee you this: if you've got a guy who can demonstrate he can lead in the home, you can trust him in the pulpit, and you can trust him in the political sphere. If he's shown he can lead in the home, and he's got good character there. If he doesn't have it there, he's not going to have it when he goes to, to, to the political office. He's not going to have it when he goes in the pulpit. And he's not going to have it when he's trying to control the world the way Bill Gates is trying to do that. You're not going to have that. Titus reiterates this. Uh, in the book of Titus, Paul lays out some of the same kinds of things as he sends... Titus there to select elders in the, in the cities there. And here's what he says. For this call I left, uh, left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city, as I had appointed thee. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly, for a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Okay, And he goes on from there of things it'll do. The point was, is the character here. And so here's, here's, the, here's the question. Bill Gates now has demonstrated he can't even hold his family together. Why anybody was listening to him in the first place, running around with people like Jeffrey Epstein and others, is beyond me. Knowing his history of how he built Microsoft, it's beyond me why you would 
trust this guy with anything. And now he's being given green lights to spray chalk in the air. Push vaccinations, well, redefined vaccinations on people that are killing them by the hundreds of thousands. To buy up farmland so that it can't be worked. You can bet your bottom dollar he's not working it. You know why he needs the money? Because he says he's trying to break his carbon footprint down to zero. I got a, I got an answer for that. There's some millstones and some rope there, Billy Boy. There's an ocean out there. I'm just, I'm just saying. That's what Jesus said would be best. Rather than cause little ones to stumble, and he's causing a lot of little ones to stumble. A lot of little African girls were killed because of his vaccines. He wants to create fake food for you to eat. And yet he is held up as this pinnacle of philanthropy. This pinnacle of love for his fellow man. Oh, he's so generous. Yeah, he's generous because he's going to get a return on it. You heard it a minute ago. 20 to 1. How do you like them odds? Especially when you got government doing your bidding. They'll push mandatory vaccines. He's been accused of, of, of a House of Representatives overseas about trying to bribe them with $10 million to push through a mandatory vaccination bill. This guy is driven by his greed, by his lust, by his covetousness. And yet he's held up as somebody who ought to be listened to. Why? Why? Does he have any of the character issues we just read here? But, but he's, not, he's not trying to be a pastor. That's not the point. The point is God has set a standard up of those who lead the house of God. Okay? And in doing that, it is to be an example of how we are to follow Christ. You know, Paul says, you follow me as I follow Christ. Where I don't follow Christ, you don't follow me, right? And it's amazing to me that Christians will turn around, and when they talk in the political sphere, they'll go, again, we're not hiring a pastor-in-chief, we're hiring a commander-in-chief, and it's a big difference, and blah, 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 blah. So what you're saying is you would rather have less character out of your president, or out of your representatives, or somebody like Bill Gates that you don't elect, you would rather have less character out of them than the guy who stands in your pulpit. No wonder they tolerate the stuff they tolerate in the pulpits. No wonder they tolerate the stuff they, that comes out of the pulpits in America today. Because they don't have a very high view of God. They don't have a very high view of Scripture. And they're the, they're, they're the, real, part, they're the real problem there. See, the other guys know what they think. And they're willing to lose their jobs. They're willing to take their stands to push their agenda. Let me tell you something, Christians. We have an agenda. It is to take every stitch of land on the planet for King Jesus. Every technology, every art, every business, every government, should be under the crown rights of King Jesus. Period. No, I didn't stutter. I'm dead serious. 
It is not just an American foundation that that was built on. That is where we are to be. That is what we're to be doing. We're to be pressing the crown rights of King Jesus in every area of life. That's why the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the tearing down of strongholds. We are tearing down ideologies that have been put there by the enemy. And we have the gospel to bring to them in order to disciple the nations as Jesus commanded. That's what he's talking about. To go to the nations, to teach them to obey all that Christ has commanded. Psalm 2, kiss the son lest he be angry with you. And you perish in the way. Calling on kings and prime ministers and presidents around the world, representatives, to bow their knee before Christ. Let me tell you something. If we would but do that and try it, just try it, for six months, you would see such a dramatic change in the society, it wouldn't even be funny. It wouldn't be funny. The people say, oh, that's ancient. This, And yet the Bible speaks about all this stuff that we're dealing with right now. Why? Because it's a part of God's judgment that we're facing right now. Bill Gates is facing a particular issue here in his family. Why? Because he won't bow the knee to Christ. Yet he's wanting to tell you, oh, I know better than you on the atmosphere. I know better than you on vaccines. But I know better than you on what you should eat. I know better than you on your carbon footprint. Blah, 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 blah. No. We are not to listen to devils like Bill Gates. We should be listening to the Word of God. We should be setting this example ourselves in what we're doing. And I hope that we are doing that. Many of you are doing it. I praise God for you. And, uh, and thank you for uh, your faithfulness in what you do in your sphere of influence. But more of us have to take the word serious when it says these things. And we start with us men. Are we meeting these standards? Then the next thing is, are we seeing it in our churches? Are we seeing it in our governments? If not, where's the repentance need to come from? Well, it can only come from God, that's for sure. So with that said, I wanted to bring those things in. Maybe you wondered how they would fit together. That's how they fit together. You've got a devil leading this whole thing, and he needs to be stopped. All right. Bradley Beyond, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central. We'll be back with you right at the core Wednesday with the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor tomorrow. See you.